0: Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay on Thursday, February the 2nd. And our top story today is the details have emerged of how a man died after being punched twice in the head outside a pub in Maidstone. An inquest has heard Wayne Duck was drinking with a group of friends on Pudding Lane last February after attending a funeral. Violence broke out when a man saw they were wearing suits and asked if they'd been to a wedding. The 43-year-old hit his head on the pavement and passed away 5 Five days later in hospital. Elsewhere, a North Fleet man has spoken out after his house was targeted by young people throwing stones. Hugh Wood has no idea why he's being singled out and has been telling our reporter, Alex Langridge, how the abuse has escalated.
2: Our windows smashed twice. People banging on the, banging on the front door and running off and shouting obscenities. And... Uh, most recently, look, they lit a fire on my door on my doorstep and ran and ran off.
0: And how's that kind of been making you kind of feel at the minute?
2: Obviously, uh, yeah, you wonder what they're going to what they're going to do next. That's that is the thing. You never know what they're going to do next, or what their motivation is. What's actually causing it? What's driving them? Or who's driving them? Yeah. More to the point. Yeah.
0: And kind of not knowing how far it's now going to yeah continue. And of course, I
2: have no idea who these people are. No, that is, the, that is the thing.
3: Is it something
2: you're a bit worried about now? Well, I was pretty shocked when they were holding stones at the house from, mm. a, from, uh, from across the road. And that's when they smashed one of our windows. But it wasn't just one stone, they were holding dozens of stones at the house. I heard these bang, 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 bang all over, all over the brickwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the devil was going on first when, when I saw the bunch of kids across the road, the, I think the older ones. Well, the ones that were chucking the stones.
0: And obviously now the police are involved. They are, yeah. Yeah, what have you kind of been told by them?
2: Uh, They have increased their uh, their their patrols in the area.
0: As you heard there from Hugh, police have visited the area in a bid to identify the suspects and they say their investigation is ongoing. They're also appealing for anyone with CCTV footage or doorbell camera footage to get in touch. An Essex man whose lorry was used to dump waste at a business park in Dartford has been sent to prison. CCTV captured the moment the vehicle was driven to Swan Business Park at night in February 2017. A pile of rubble, soil and plastic was found the following morning. 29-year-old James Atkins from Copperfield in Chigwell has been locked up for 16 months. He'll also have to pay £6,000 in costs. Now we're going to be paying more money to Kent Police through our council tax from April. An increase of £15 a year for the average band D home has been approved by a special panel. The county's police and crime commissioner Matthew Scott has posted a video on Instagram telling us how it'll help protect the service.
1: What I hope will be continued improvement in one crime continuing to fall which is down 8% since 2018, burglary continuing to fall down 40% since 2018 as well and that relentless focus on tackling
0: county lines gangs. Kent Online News. A 14-year-old boy from Herne Bay is having to learn to walk and talk again after suffering a stroke. Stephen Gaskin was found unconscious at his home after complaining about a headache. He was put in a medically induced coma and his family were told to say their goodbyes. But he managed to pull through and has since had surgery to treat a previously undiagnosed brain condition. You can read more about Stephen's story and see video footage of him learning to walk again by heading to Kent Online. If you're with Southern Water, I'm afraid to tell you your bills are going to be going up nearly 10%. It means the average customer will be paying about £440 a year from April. The company is blaming economic pressures, but insists the price rise is in line with inflation and money will go towards improving the service. Two education trusts in Kent could merge to form a super provider overseeing eight schools. Medway based Skills for Life and Rain and Mark Education are looking at ways of working together and a consulting staff and parents until February the 10th. Now the move follows advice from the Department for Education which encourages smaller trusts to create a larger multi-academy organisation. This is our most read story on the website today. A Kent mum says she won't stop wearing eccentric outfits on the school run despite getting abuse online. TikToker Charlie Hayes has been branded disgusting and even called a bad mum. Well the 22-year-old from Folkestone describes her style as camp or theatrical and on the website today you can in fact see pictures of some of her clothes. She says the horrible comments have all been on social media and not to her face. Well Charlie's been speaking to our reporter Millie Bowles.
3: Usually the most negative reaction I get is on the internet. I think it's where people feel safe to, to be nasty isn't it? But um, yeah the like I think it's a bit of a shock when you first see me which I, I expect to I be. I can yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> so like. When, obviously, um, all the parents jasper just been to two schools now because we had to move. So the last school, Canterbury's a bit more eccentric anyway. it's a uni town, so yeah. there's a lot more young people. People around. weren't really that shocked. And then a few of the mums already knew me from TikTok as well. So, like, it was, I, I, I kind of, like, blended in straight away. Like, it, it was like, oh, what's, what's Charlie going to wear today kind of thing. <laughs> um, but then when I started here, I could, like... I could see people kind of taking a double take like they were confused but nothing like even if they don't like it no one ever makes it obvious I'm not made to feel uncomfortable by anyone or or like or no scowls or tuts or anything like that like the mums are really good if anything I mostly just get kids come up to me saying they love my clothes yeah which is really nice um and uh I've had a couple mums there's one I think she's someone's grandma she comes up to me every day and she's like, I love this one today. You look amazing today. Like, she, yeah, she's really nice. But, yeah, it, it's the, most people who are nasty about it are online. What sort of comments do you get online? I got a few yesterday because I was wearing a belt skirt. Um, I was wearing it with girl boxes uh, and a, the top. Was it purple? The purple belt yeah, skirt, yeah. yeah. I had, I had like, girl boxes underneath and tights. Like, I'm not... I feel like a little bit butt cheek. But, like, I don't know, in my mind, like, you there's people bust down on the school run with like the biggest camel toe I've ever seen do you know what I mean like it's not kids aren't looking at my butt I, I don't like I don't know I don't see it like that but yeah I did get quite a few comments about that yesterday it's the more revealing outfits people don't like I think the eccentric ones it's mostly oh you look like an idiot but like they're not as spiteful as the ones when they're revealing people got really angry about the ashtray dress as well so oh, it's, that, nah. I, oh, it's, it's a maxi dress look. with like three different pictures of ashtrays on it it's oh, really cool okay. but that one get they're like oh you're promoting smoking to oh, kids yeah on. i know, I know. <laughs> um then there was one with a big red uh, ak on it and it says make peace not war it's literally like an anti-gun dress right
0: yeah
3: and everyone got upset about that because i was wearing guns on the school run and i think people who are already uncomfortable with the way I look just wait for a reason to justify being uncomfortable with it do you know what I mean mm. so like oh no that's actually wrong see there's a practical reason you can't do that but yeah there's just a lot of it's kind of just like reaching for a reason it's not I don't think any of it's really like valid criticism and yeah you said most of the um hate you got online is most of that from tiktok do you think yeah yeah largely okay. from tiktok and yeah. actually mostly other women mm. which is upsetting because I like a man I can easily brush off the comments. Like, uh, you know... <laughs> I, th- I think... Like, a majority of men who look at me online, they're, like, just annoyed that I'm not a standard baby-making machine. That's, 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 that's I expect them to be like that. I don't have he- very high expectations of, of men on the internet. But women, it's so upsetting, especially when it's other mums or... Yeah. Like, tattooed mums as well. I've had, like, alternative mums be really nasty to me. I'm like, but you're in the same like you're being treated the same by everyone else as i am how could you even say that like it doesn't make sense i remember this one woman with like this bright green dreadlock hair and like tattoos all over her face or like more than me and she was like giving me stick for the way i dress i was like huh hello (laughs) you looked in the mirror yeah
0: and how would you how would you describe your style if you had to put a label on
3: it i feel like it's theatrical more than anything like it's it's very like um Costume-y. Which I like, I love costume design. I'm really into, like, theatre and stuff. Uh, or camp. That's another one. I get that a lot as well. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot. There's I pull influences from everywhere. I don't think there's, like, one genre I could really say. Because, you know, today I looked like this, but yesterday I looked like a vampire. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I definitely, I don't have, like, one consistent style, but I, I always feel like it's still very me. There's always kind of, like, a me spin on it, so... Um, yeah, just costume. That that would be my my description mm. of the way I dress. And I've had you um seen from your videos before that you've said um, something along the lines of just because I'm a mum, it doesn't mean I can't you know have a personality or express myself. Do you think that people assume that mum should instantly fit into a box of a classics? Yeah, yeah, definitely of mum style. I think, especially when you're a young mum as well, you're expected even more to prove yourself. Like, look, I can be modest and quiet and follow the rules and do all the mum stuff. It's like, I don't feel like I have to prove anything to anyone, I'm a good mum. Jasper's an amazing kid, he's so lovely. So lovely. Yeah. He's so I... obviously so, so happy. Yeah. Well. So I, I I don't really care to like, fit a mold of, like what's expected of of mums I, I also think it's stupid like like what, what do people think mothers do when their kids are at school all day they just sit at home waiting patiently for their kids to come like um yeah i do i i, I find it bizarre that people think once you pop a kid out one well, of the hardest things you could possibly do now is the time to like start being docile and take it back and reel it in and all that stuff like it's just yeah it's dumb um I think it's even weirder to me as well because my mum was really eccentric growing up. Like I always had a cool mum, so mm. like that was the best thing for me. I didn't, I like, I never thought it was weird. I thought other people's mums were boring. I thought I had a better mum than everyone. So like, I like, I I thought, you know, I'd become an adult and people would encourage
0: grown ups to act like that. Like yeah. I I just think it's a better way to live life. I've been having a look at some of the comments from you on this story today while Kenneth Kent wrote A non-conformist style does not make anyone a bad person or parent. Crack on, I say. Good luck to them both. Canterbury Resident has added Far more stylish and adventurous than I could ever be, so hats off to her. I suspect she's earning more than 90% of her peer group. The haters are just jealous. Voice of Raisin has said good for her. As long as she's a caring and loving mum it does not matter one iota what others think about her dress sense. We need a few eccentrics to liven up our lives. And just another know-it-all has added, not my cup of tea, but each to their own. But as long as she's looking after her child and teaching him manners and respect and responsibility, etc., what's the problem? Well, you can, of course, add your comments by heading to the story at Kent Online or by messaging via our socials. Kent Online Reports. 30 dogs that were rescued from a house in Medway after their owner died are said to be recovering well. The Yorkshire Terriers were found in a bungalow on Pump Lane in Raynham a couple of weeks ago. They're being looked after by the RSPCA before being rehomed. You can see pictures of them by going to the website. Plans to knock down and replace council homes in Gravesend have been given the go-ahead. 26 flats in St Patrick's Gardens and St Columbia's Close are going to be demolished to make way for 46 new properties. It's part of a regeneration programme to provide better quality social housing. Elsewhere, a six-year dispute over plans to build a new housing estate on the outskirts of Canterbury could finally come to an end this month. A judge has ordered a second planning inquiry to look into an application for 85 homes on farmland in Bleen behind the Royal Oak pub. There are concerns it could pollute the Stodmarsh Nature Reserve. Residents will be able to have their say at a hearing which starts in a couple of weeks. And the MP for Dover has submitted plans to replace a garage she owns into a new home, but neighbours have called it foolish and potentially dangerous. Residents in Bay Hill in St Margaret's Bay say the building sits near a blind hairpin bend and would cause traffic chaos on the narrow road. But Natalie Elphick says the two-bed cottage would fit in really well with the area and there would be no changes to get onto the road. Next today, there's been another worrying decline in the number of bugs in Kent. Something you might not be keen on, but figures given to the Kent Online podcast show flying insects have reduced by nearly 75% in less than 20 years. Now, this data is all based on the number of bugs, which you believe, found splattered on vehicle number plates. And the figures for Kent are actually worse than last year and well above the national average. Well, I've been speaking to Paul Hetherington, who's from bug life.
1: One year alone doesn't give you a definitive base. But if you look at last year's figures as well, you can see we have got declines in the region of 70% for Kent at least, and at least 60% across the whole of the UK. Um, so we are talking about definite declines. And it's not just about the fact we had a really hot summer, which may have had an impact on the you know, the results for last year. Um, it's a loss of habitat it's a loss of connectivity of that habitat which compounds the problem because if you then lose a bit of habitat there's nowhere for anything to go so you lose it all and it's our wanton use of chemicals both pesticides and herbicides they're probably the major factors and then of course things like climate change and non-native invasive species that are coming over and either bringing diseases or starting to feast on our native insects are the major causes.
0: So is there an easy solution it sounds like it's going to be quite a a big issue to tackle what can we all do to to try and increase these populations moving forward.
1: In some ways, it is a big issue to tackle. But on the other hand, it's easy to do something for insects in the way that you couldn't for, say, lions or pandas, because you can do something in your own small space, even if you live in a flat. If you can put a window box up and you plant the right kind of things. And I always say, if you're living in a flat, plant herbs and let them flower. And then what you've created is the equivalent of a motorway service station where, for instance, pollinators can pop in, fuel themselves up and basically double the distance they can travel between spaces. So on a small scale, we can all do something. On a large scale, we need to look at putting connectivity back because that will counter most of the problems. And that is why Bug Life have mapped out the Beelines Network, uh, which is a connective insect superhighway if you like which will enable this movement and again because insects can fly it doesn't have to be completely connected like a a highway would with your car because you'd stop at the end of the road Uh, it needs to basically be built in in stepping stones which is the same sort of principle that your window box with the right plants in acts as a service station and by putting enough of these in we can enable that connectivity to happen again things can move around you're going to stop the immediate mass decline that you get whenever you lose a key site because things are able to move on from it and move on to other places.
0: And why should we be worried about these declining populations, Paul? Because when some people hear the word bug, I mean, it it can perhaps generate a negative connotation. They don't always like bugs in their gardens and things, but why are they so vital?
1: Without bugs, the world as we know it really wouldn't exist pollinators alone are responsible for one in every three mouthfuls of food we eat and roughly eight out of every 10 wildflowers that we see in the UK. So just removing pollinators, the world would be a very different place. There'd be virtually no fruit. Strawberries can actually self-pollinate, come out in very funny shapes if they do that. Virtually all other fruit would disappear. Things like peas and beans would disappear, uh, cucumbers, marrows, and even things that you don't think of initially as a fruit like carrots and parsnips would because they need the pollinator to set seed to grow next year's crop so just losing pollinators would be a huge problem but then there's all the other services they provide it's it's bugs that basically make the soil rich and enables to grow in it by breaking down dead and 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 rotting uh, organic matter be it plant or animal or of course animal feces And it all gets broken down and turned into lovely rich soils that we enjoy growing things on. So they make a huge difference. And even things like midges, what's the purpose of a midge? Well, The cocoa plant is pollinated solely by midges. So without midges, there'd be no chocolate.
0: You're going to be doing this again, aren't you, this year? So you would encourage volunteers to sign up to to count those splats for you. And it's quite easy to do because it's all done on an app, isn't it?
1: That's right. You can download the Bugs Matter app. Uh, The survey runs between June and August, but the app's available in both the um, Apple Store and Google Store. You can download the app at any time and start using it. And we are very confident that this year we will have a virtual splatometer built into the map into the app so that you won't have to wait for us to post a splatometer out to you. And we, we're going to call it the virtual splatometer, though, because it's such a lovely word, isn't it? Kent Online
0: reports. Tunbridge Carnival has been officially cancelled as it's claimed shoppers were getting annoyed with the disruption. The event was paused during the pandemic and organisers have now confirmed it won't be returning this year. People were apparently unhappy about roads and car parks being closed with growing costs and a lack of volunteers also adding to the decision. An historic pub Niff Folkestone has closed down as brewer Shepherd Neem says it no longer fits their business needs. The Globe Inn on Hythe High Street dates back to the 1600s and there's some great news today from our colleagues at radio station KMFM. The latest listening figures are out and thousands more of you are tuning in each week. An extra 10,000 are listening to Breakfast with Gary and Chelsea. In total, nearly 200,000 people are switching KMFM on across Kent every week with an increase in how long you're listening for as well. Kent
1: on Line sports.
0: One bit of sports news from cricket today. And Kent are on the lookout for a new batting coach. Ryan Tenderscarter has left after just a year to work in the Indian Premier League. We're told Kent are in the process of recruiting a replacement ahead of the new season, which gets underway next month. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also get details of the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing and to sign up to that you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk don't forget when you're on the site today you can check out our latest eat my words food review and if you head to the trending section you can find out how much a new passport is going to cost you from today plus we've got a warning on the latest whatsapp scam news you can trust this is the kent online podcast